Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Well, we're going to open up the Word in Acts chapter 20. Here this evening, everybody say Acts. Chapter 20. Deep into the book of Acts. You don't have to repeat that. That's just me telling you. Starting out in Acts verse 20 chapter, uh, sorry, verse 7. It'll be on the screen. If you're taking notes, uh, write some points down. But it says this. It says, Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. And in the window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, everybody say Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. Quite a weird story, isn't it? So here's a preacher preaching till midnight. I mean, it's roughly six o'clock right now, so if I was to preach to midnight for four more hours, hands up, who'd be asleep? Six hours. Just making sure you're alert, making sure you're alive. Let's go. For six hours, so there's this guy, Eutychus. He's sitting there and he falls asleep while Paul is preaching from the third story. Thank goodness we only have one story here tonight, <laughs> the ground floor. But I tell you what, we look at Eutychus and we say, what's going on? What's, what's going on in this, this guy's life? But to be honest, this is an example of sometimes what our faith can look like. To the point where, where we're fired up for God, we're passionate, we're excited about what God's doing in our life, yet bit by bit, we slowly begin to fall asleep. Our faith slowly begins to dimmer. Our faith slowly begins to die down to the point where I pray that this is none of us in this room, that we wake up with a dead faith. And I'm encouraged by this story because Paul goes on to get around Eutychus and he says, don't worry, this man is not dead, he's just sleeping. He goes down and he prays for him and he said, there is still life inside of him. And so as we open up God's Word today, my desire is that we would have a faith that is not slowly falling asleep, but it is continually, continually becoming alive, continually growing and growing. I want us to keep our, our faith alive. I want it to keep it growing. I want us to become more and more passionate about our God day by day. I want to see us drawing closer and closer to God rather than taking a step away from Him. Because that's the gospel that we're on this journey in relationship with Him. And I don't want us to get to the point where step by step we're drawing away from our God, but be it people that are drawing closer and closer to Him, walking more towards a faith that is alive and well, rather than a faith that is slowly dying. You might be on either side of the ledger here. You might say, my faith is so alive. I've never been more alive. But to be honest, there's some people, and I've walked through seasons where I could honestly say, my faith, I feel like I'm sleeping. <laughs> I feel like it's slowly, slowly falling asleep. And so some of you might be able to relate to that tonight. Maybe you're saying, I haven't really heard from God in a while. That's an indication of rather than growing forward and closer to God, we're slowly moving away. Maybe you haven't been praying and seeing much breakthrough lately. Maybe you're seeing things creeping to your character that you know is unhealthy. 
You know, that is a sign that things are dying rather than growing closer to God. Maybe you're just not as passionate about your faith or God anymore. These are all signs that your faith is slowly on the decline. But I know that sounds like bad news, but I tell you what, there's good news because tonight we're gonna come to life. Tonight we're gonna come to life. I know we've all seen the movie, A Night at the Museum with Ben Stiller. And that's why we do a night service because at night things come to life. (laughs) And so I'm really believing and praying that our faith is just gonna have a heart palpitation tonight and we're gonna go forward in our faith. The truth is we can't afford to just go through the motions when it comes to God. Eutychus was in church. He was listening to the message. He was, he was doing all the right things. But you see, doing the right things doesn't necessarily mean your faith stays alive. Because we can rock up to church. We can maybe even serve on a team. We can do this, that, and the other. But it's not doing things that keeps your faith alive. And if we have that mindset of yeah, I'll stay good with God or I'll still make it to heaven or have that kind of thinking because of what I do and not because of my relationship with Him, that is when our our faith begins to slowly fall asleep and begin to die. I heard this quote, it says, no amount of Christian activity can compensate for a genuine, authentic relationship with God. And you see, this life that God has given us is meant to be lived. (laughs) God has given us this life to draw closer and closer to Him every day, to be more and more alive than ever, to do so many significant, life-changing things every single day. It's a shame. It would be an absolute shame if we let our faith fall asleep. And I honestly believe tonight God is going to wake some people up. (laughs) I honestly believe God's going to wake my faith up, take it to a new level. God's going to draw us closer, fill us up even further than He ever has before. There's a parable in Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse one. And Pastor Richard touched on it this morning and it was such a powerful parable, I thought I'd share it again. It says this, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That's Jesus. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took the oil in the vessels with the lamps. But while, sorry, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins, virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. In other words, our lamps are dying. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour on which the Son of Man is coming. So here's this parable where there were five wise people and five foolish people. Hands up if we feel like we're wise in here. Come on, don't don't be humble right now. I wanna be a wise person. Sorry, I should phrase it. Who wants to be a wise person? I wanna act with wisdom. I wanna live with, you know, wise thoughts in my life. And so there there were these five people that kept 
their flame alive. But they had their lanterns, and when it was a time to shine, they were alive, they were burning bright. They hadn't fallen asleep, but then there were five on the other hand that they all died out. While they were waiting, maybe life got too busy. Maybe, maybe they, they didn't continue to, to fire up their faith. Maybe they didn't continue to spend time with God. Maybe they didn't do this, that, or the other. Maybe they didn't ask God to fill them, but there were five of them that let their faith fall asleep. And it's such a shame because Jesus meets these people and He says, I, I do not know you. In other words, we haven't been walking together for a very long time. But see, there were five people that Jesus accepted with open arms. And see, this isn't a parable of that Jesus will reject you. It's a parable of if we don't keep our faith alive, we slowly take steps away from Him. (laughs) You see, the truth is that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. But the tragedy is that from time to time, we can start to take steps away from Him as we let our faith fall by the wayside, as we prioritise other things over our relationship with God, as we forget about God in a sense on our day-to-day and forget to continually fill up Forget to fuel the fire in our life. See, I don't know what it's like to fuel a lantern, but you need fire. You need oil. And, and, and what it means in the Bible when we see oil is it means a representation of the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. The, the Spirit that Jesus said, I'm going to heaven now, but I'm sending another person. <laughs> he is the Holy Spirit. He will fill you. He will fill you to the brim so that you can live a live, passionate, God-filled life. And I tell you what, the time when we start to fall asleep is when we start to run on empty. When our lanterns begin to burn dry without any oil of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you what, the Holy Spirit is not, not some, something weird or something crazy out there. All it is is saying Jesus is in heaven. <laughs> he's looking, up, looking over us. He's, he's praying for us. But He said, my spirit's going to be with you. My heart is going to be with you and my spirit is going to fill you. And you're going to do life the best you've ever done it. You're going to be so passionate. Your faith is going to be as alive as ever. And that's my prayer tonight, that we would be so full of the Holy Spirit, there's not a chance our faith could die. There's not a chance we would even think about creeping away from our Saviour. There's not a chance that when we go to climb the mountains that God wants us to climb to achieve those things, we are so full of the Holy Spirit that power is just dripping off us. Do you believe that tonight? Come on, give God some praise. You know, there are, Pessimists in this world, and they're glass half empty kind of people. There are optimists who are glass half full kind of people, but then there are Holy Spirit filled people who are the glass is full to the brim and overflowing. So, whether you're a pessimist or an optimist, my prayer is that you are a Holy Spirit filled Christian <laughs> because you, know, you, you start to look at the glass differently. You start to see that glass is not half full or half empty, it's full to the brim, <laughs> it is overflowing. <laughs> And I tell you what, that is what God wants for our lives tonight. I believe that when I said overflow is the word for tonight. Because God doesn't just come in a little bit. God doesn't just just come in portions. God comes in fullness. And He wants to fill us and, and fill us with His Holy Spirit. Fill us with wisdom. Fill us with insight. Fill us with knowledge. Fill us to the brim, the brim, the fullness of what our life can hold. Full to the brim kind of people. Acts chapter 7. Verse 55 says this, but being full of the Holy Spirit. And this tells me if we can be full of the Holy Spirit, we can be empty with the Holy Spirit. 
Does that make sense? If we can be full with the Holy Spirit, that's dangerous because there are times where we can be empty, running on dry with the Holy Spirit. Not to the point where the Holy Spirit's left us, but we're just not hearing from Him clearly. We haven't spent time with Him. We haven't taken a moment to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. What about Acts chapter 11, verse 24? It says this, For He was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And considerable numbers were brought. So I keep hearing this word as I read the Scriptures, people being full of the Holy Spirit. Just people being filled with God, <laughs> alive in their faith. The lanterns burning bright with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Short but sweet, it says, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, full to the brim. God withholding nothing. How powerful is that? Luke chapter 4, verse 1. I just want to give you guys some scriptures here. Just so you know that time and time again, God is wanting to fill people with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. And I tell you what, if Jesus was a man that lived his life full of the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna take note <laughs> and I'm gonna follow his lead and say, God, I don't wanna live a life empty. Jesus, please fill me with the Holy Spirit, God, because I don't wanna run dry. I don't wanna live my life without you. God, I want your wisdom. God, I want your insight. God, I want what you have for my life. I wanna be filled to the brim with the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember the very first time God came and filled me. It was a fair few years ago when I was just hungry for the presence of God. I heard a message like this and I said, I don't wanna do life on my own. I don't wanna live a life dry. I wanna live a passionate, exciting, God is forming life, hearing from God clearly. And so I said, God, would you fill me? And I never remember that, that moment. That, that is a moment that I just, one of the best moments of my life where I just know that God filled me. From my head to my toe, I could just sense that God was doing something in my life. And it wasn't where God was just blessing me. God was just doing something. I just knew at that moment that He was filling me up with His Holy Spirit. In other words, I'd said, Jesus, I believe in You. God, I thank You that I can do life with You, that, that we can walk in relationship. Jesus, I thank You that You've forgiven me of my sin and and you don't hold anything against me anymore and I can walk forward free. But it didn't stop there. I said, God, I'm hungry. I wanna be filled with the Holy Spirit. Started to read in the Scriptures that people were being filled with the, the goodness of God. And I remember that moment where God, you know, a moment like this, a moment like tonight where I was hungry. I came to the front and I just said, God, please fill me. And at that moment, someone prayed for me. And as I cried out to God, He just began to fill me from my head to my toe. And I just felt this overwhelming joy this overwhelming peace, this overwhelming satisfaction, this just, just I can't even begin to explain it. I know it's my job to. <laughs> but right now in this moment, I'll never forget God just began to fill me, fill me, fill me. But you see, at that point, I didn't just hold that moment forever and say, I once was filled, but that was it. Every single day I'm talking with God saying, God, I need you to fill me. God, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot live this life on my own. I wanna stay alive. I wanna be wise and not foolish. God, would you fill me? The truth is that why do we even need to be alive and filled? You wanna know why? It's because dead things attract flies. Ever been hunting? I haven't. But you can imagine, right? 
A dead carcass opened in the wilderness would not be surrounded by birds and butterflies and gold and myrrh. You can imagine that a dead thing would be attracting some ugly things, such as flies. And so I tell you what, when our faith is alive and well in Jesus, ugly, dead things have to die off. Things that are not good, things that God doesn't want inside your spirit, things that the enemy's trying to throw at you cannot stay stuck because you're filled with the Holy Spirit, because you are alive in Christ. How awesome is that? Let me read this scripture to you. John chapter 10, verse 10. This is a good one to memorize. John 10, 10. It says, if the thief, the enemy comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life to the full. Come on, how powerful is that? You see, the enemy here today wants to kill you. He wants to kill your faith. Because when he throws things at you, like anger, and bitterness and offence and shame and guilt and all these ugly flies that are attracted to dead things, that's what the enemy wants for your life. But I'll tell you what, Jesus counteracted. He says, I have come that you may have life. But you will notice he doesn't just stop there. He says life and life to the full because the life he wants us to live is a life filled with the Holy Spirit. So alive in Christ that anything the enemy throws your way cannot stick. He's gonna throw some things your way. He's gonna bring up your past. He's gonna make you doubt. He's gonna throw some things at you. But I tell you what, it's so important we stay alive in our faith. We keep filling up with the Holy Spirit because nothing He throws your way will stand, will last because we are alive in Jesus. As you live and as you be a dad, you need to be alive in your faith because the best dads in the world are filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe that with all my heart. As you do relationships, whether it's with your siblings or your parents or your spouse, the best advice I can give you is just be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if you are alive in God, your relationship will be alive in Him also. As you pursue your career, career as you chase your dreams, as you build your business, as you study your course, being alive and filled with the Holy Spirit is the greatest thing you can bring to that. Because I tell you what, when God is alive in your spirit, wisdom comes. And passion comes, excitement comes. And I tell you what, Jesus is here tonight. And in a moment, we're gonna pray and He's gonna fill us all to the brim. He's gonna fill us with His Holy Spirit. You might've been in a service like this before. I've been filled before. Do I really need to do it again? I tell you what you do. Because there is never enough of Jesus you can get. He wants to continue to pour more and more of His Holy Spirit because as you live life, I'll tell you what you do, you begin to give out. <laughs> when you support someone and encourage someone, you're giving out God. Does that make sense? When you pray for someone, you're praying and giving them that aliveness that you've got on your life. So every time you're giving out to someone, you're encouraging someone, you're supporting someone, you're, you're praying for someone, even if you're just spending time with God and, and um, even if you're just working hard in what you do, you're, you're giving out. And so it's so important in times like this where we say, Jesus, I'm coming every chance I get. Every morning, Jesus, I'm coming to fill up. Every moment I get to pray a prayer and spend some time in your presence, God, I never want my lantern to run dry. Once, a, once upon a time, it was burning bright. <laughs> Let's keep it burning bright. 
Let there never be a moment where we feel like we're running dry. And there'll be some people in this place where you're saying, hey, I'm kind of at the starting point. I don't even feel like I really have a relationship with Jesus. I've heard a few things about Him, but I've never really connected with Him. I understand what you're saying. I wanna be filled with peace. I wanna be filled with joy. I wanna be filled with a passion in my life. But there's a starting point. Just accept Jesus into your heart. And then I promise you, God will fill you with His Holy Spirit and you'll just go from strength to strength in this life. We're gonna pray in a moment and, and that'll be awesome. You know, I was praying for, the, for a person one time and I was saying, God, just fill me with the Holy Spirit. He was going through some things and I, I, I had some advice for him, but I couldn't really help him. And God just said, just pray and ask for me to fill him with the, my Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I remember praying for this guy and I laid hands on him and I just said, brother, I just ask right now, God, Please fill him with your Holy Spirit. <laughs> fill him from his head to his toe, God, in his heart of hearts and in his, his soul, God, fill him with your Holy Spirit. And he just began to cry and I think he fell to his knees and he just started to worship God. And he got up and he said to me, I do not know what just happened, but I feel like something's left me. Yeah. And I said, that's weird because I prayed for something to fill you. <laughs> I was praying, God, fill him. But now you're telling me something's left you. And he said, I feel at peace. I feel like hope has come into my life. I feel that all these things that were holding me back have just left me, have died off because He's been filled with the Holy Spirit. And again, I said, I just prayed that the Holy Spirit would fill me and God just did what God did. He came in and got rid of the things that weren't meant to be inside our hearts. Hearts that are filled with anger, God's gonna rid, rid your heart of that and fill you with peace. Hearts that are filled with shame, God's gonna they empty that and fill you with His Holy Spirit. Hearts that are filled with you, insert the blank. Whatever you're going through, God doesn't want you to live with that. He wants you to live full. He wants you to live alive. And I'll tell you what, He's gonna do that here in this moment tonight. It's gonna be so, so incredible. We live out of a full, alive spirit or we live out of an empty, dead spirit. You know, you can tell Honestly, you can tell when I've been spending time with God. <laughs> Just spending time in His presence. And I thank God there's not a massive formula to being filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's just spending time with God. Just spending time with Him saying, God, come and fill me. Just opening up the Bible. Just spending time in worship and saying, God, I wanna be filled. No one has to be perfect. No one has to have it all together. The right, any special prayers, we pray, it's just God, come and fill me. God, I want this for my life. God, I wanna be filled with the power of your Holy Spirit. There's a verse I love in Ephesians chapter five, verse 18. And I wanna read it to you and take a bit of a different angle from it. But it says this, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, for so long, we focused on this angle, uh, sorry, this scripture from a negative point, saying you better not get drunk. <laughs> it's bad to get drunk, yada, yada, yada. And I would probably say it is. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I don't wanna focus on that right now because there's a point where it finishes and it says be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there are some certain characteristics that I really believe God was getting at here in this moment when He said this verse. Do not be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I'll tell you the truth is, you don't stay drunk. 
I know none of us get drunk. We love God, it's all good. But I'll tell you what, we would all know, and we're all grown ups here, that if you were to, to constantly, to, to stay drunk, we need to constantly be drinking, don't we? Yeah. Unless we want to sober up. Would that be true? Everyone's gone quiet on me, like, got no idea what you're talking about, Dave. Don't live that life. Like, life's not for me. That ain't me. You got the wrong guy. But I tell you what, unless we stop drinking alcohol, we begin to sober up. Unless we continue to fill ourselves, unless we continue to, to, to fill ourselves with alcohol, we begin to sober up. But I want to tell you here tonight, it's all right not to be a sober Christian. I want to encourage you. You can tweet that if you want. It's okay not to be a sober Christian. Because when we begin to sober up, in the spirit that is, don't take me out of context here, young people. When we begin to sober up, it means we've stopped drinking and filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit. And I feel like Paul puts this here in the, in the, in the Scripture to really contrast it and saying, yeah, there are times when you fill up with the Holy Spirit, but it's not just a one-time thing. It's a constantly, continually fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. We do not need more and more Christians sober. We need more and more Christians hungry and intoxicated with the Holy Spirit, filled to the brim, wanting to do something with their life for Jesus. I'll tell you what, it's exciting stuff. And so it's encouraging because you need to keep drinking. You need to keep coming to God and saying, refill me. As the band comes, you need to keep coming to God and say, refresh me. You need to keep coming to the bar, so to speak, the bar of Jesus, Holy Spirit, and say, God, fill me. God, I want to continually fill up with your Holy Spirit. God, I never want to run dry. Jesus, I never want to walk on empty. Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I never want to live a life dry of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you what, there have been times in my life where I felt dry. There are times in my life where I felt like I can't feel God, I can't sense God. I, there's times in my life where I've stopped drinking, stopped filling my lantern, stopped being filled with the Holy Spirit. But it's those times where I say, God, I just need you right now. God, I need you to come into my life and to fill me. Acts chapter 13, verse 52 says this, but they shook off the dust of their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And there the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Continually filled with joy, with joy and with the Holy Spirit. In a moment, we're gonna pray and we're gonna open up this altar. We're gonna sing, we're gonna ask God to fill us. We're gonna pray and God will. But I tell you what, it's not a one-time moment. This is a day in, day out thing. This is where you walk with God. In the darkest moments of your life, this is where you fill up. In the moments where you can't hear God, this is where you dig deeper. In the moments where you feel like you're lost, you feel like you're out of hope, you feel like all the wrong things are being attracted into your spirit rather than God's spirit, you say, God, I wanna be continually filled. God, I'm gonna keep drinking. God, I'm gonna keep filling myself. God, I wanna, don't wanna sober up. God, I don't want my faith to die. God, I wanna continue to be alive in Jesus. They were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. 
My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now, and if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.